This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I was at WrestleMania 33 when the Hardys made their comeback, and it happened to be at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. Oh, how about oh, it? That's oh, a crazy oh. coincidence. So you've been in the house. I have. I've been there before. You're set better on the, than me, then. Yeah, yep, okay. set on the east side, um, which is opposite of where the press box is, and uh, that was, uh, gosh, that's been now seven years, six and a half years ago when that took place. Such a great return. But that was like a yeah. There's something they kept under wraps, and they like snuck him into this RV or this like uh, this bus. Yeah, you know, really nice bus. They just kind of snuck him into the stadium, and it was a big secret until they actually came out for everybody. It's one of the first times that wrestling has actually been able to keep a secret up until a show. Usually, yeah. it's spoiled, or you hear something about it. Not a clue in the world. You realize that this is my first trip to the state of Florida. Is it really? I really? have never been in the state of Florida. I've been to oh, Orlando take that back. four times. I take that back. I'm sorry. We went to Tampa earlier this year. This will be my first, though, for a sporting event. Okay. Wow. I, I was going to say, yeah. And, you, and we yeah. were barely there. You know, I, I there's part of me that just doesn't want to qualify that Tampa trip because it was literally two days into, you know, boom, get out. Well, the last mania I was supposed to go to that I had tickets for was in Tampa, and it was when COVID kicked off, and they had to move it into their uh, – their training facility, their mm. enhancement center in Orlando. Well, and UNC was to play football against Florida, but it got wiped out by hurricane. That was one of the more interesting weeks in terms of everything being up in the air to the point that there were attempts to look at playing uh, everywhere from uh, – Everywhere from playing in Gainesville and just moving it up to playing it Friday night in Gainesville to uh, seeing if we could get into Miami somewhere to playing it in Memphis. Yeah, they even thought about basically essentially making it a home game for Florida in Memphis uh, before finally the governor said, no, none of you are playing on Saturday. And he meant all of the schools in the state. None of you are playing on Saturday. We're not going to have the resources. I've never been to, a, other than, of course, WrestleMania 33, I've never been to a sporting um, event in the state of Florida. Been to Disney World twice. Yeah. Never been yet. I still haven't hit a Disney World or a Disneyland. Nope. <laughs> nope. Never. Uh, the closest I've get, gotten was a hotel across the street. 
Troy said, I'm good. This is close enough for me. Yeah, well, yeah, that, not necessarily, but Troy, in are some you, ways, yeah, yeah. Are you okay on roller coasters? I'm fine on roller coasters. Because I'm pretty sure from where our hotel is, there's like a theme park just oh, right down the road. Yeah. Not, not Disney World or, or Universal Studios. They have a bunch of theme parks there, not sure. related to them. No, I'm, I'm okay on roller coasters. I kind of kicked that fear out uh, my junior year of high school, finally, and rode the Orient Express. It took me a while, though. Never that, did. That never one, did get that, that 150 one, yeah. foot climb when you're afraid of heights is not a good one. Oh, yeah. I thought that was the Mamba. No, that was the Orient Express okay. originally. Uh, the Mamba did it, uh, did it afterwards. Oh, that was the God. one for me growing up. Mm-hmm. I put my pants when I, I first rode that Mamba for the first time. I was in fifth grade. <laughs> I never oh, rode it. Hilarious. Got the picture when you hit that fir- the bottom of that first hill, that yeah. picture. You get yeah. the picture. Oh, it's so funny. See, see, all of that flash that has been added to it mm-hmm. that didn't exist when I first was going to theme parks. I never have seen a picture of myself coming on a roller coaster. No. Last time, the, no. the first time I went Thank to God. Disney World, so at uh, what they call now Hollywood Studios, used to be MGM Studios or mm-hmm. the, the theme park there that has like the Holly, the, the Tower Terror, the Twilight Zone ride, which is my favorite. It's, it's amazing. Um, they had the Bethune Cookman Florida A&M fan bases there for a big pep rally. Okay. Because that's a, that's a pretty big. FCS rivalry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um and they were like all over the place. It was it was really cool. It was cool to see those bands live. Yes. Because oh, gosh, that was yes. by far the best part of that pep rally, sticking around and watching that for a little while. The bands were phenomenal. Other than of course Kansas State and the the Pride. And in fact, after that, I've I've never seen a better performance than by those two bands. I know we've been talking about the bowl games that are coming up, but uh, tomorrow the Celebration Bowl takes place at eleven o'clock, and it's Howard versus Florida A and M. Talk about bands at halftime. The Rattlers, especially with Florida A and M, oh that that band is hot. So apparently this took place earlier today at the Drum Tang press conference. You, you didn't clip it out. I don't know if there was a recording of it. I don't know if this was official press conference time. So somebody criticized Jerome Tang for his driving? Jareem Dowling criticized Jerome Tang for his driving. At the presser? No, on social media. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, I, I didn't see what prompted the question, but uh, Fitz was the one to ask the question Oh man, regarding it. I wish I would have missed it because I've been very clear about this. Nothing triggers me more than being caught around or by a really bad slash slow driver. Oh, but I also get over it extremely quickly. Oh, yeah. I'm the same way. I'm fired up for three seconds. Screaming. They're out of my way, and then I'm on my merry way. Everything's fine. After that, I don't you know let it settle too long. I'm over it after a while. So Drum Tang's a bad driver? That's disheartening to hear. At, at least that's the way that uh, Jareem Talling tells you. We, we need a what, source what did Tang's, check. I got to know, what, what, how did Tang respond? I wish we had the clip. Oh, because I could break this down. It's the it's the last stretch there. Do you, did I, I'm trying to remember where I saved that file. If it's in my production folder. I think the full file's in my production stuff, but... Um, yeah, I didn't. Man, we I didn't clip that. that. Yeah, you uh, got some homework actually, for the next commercial break. Actually, That's you might be able to find it on Twitter here in in a, in a few. Well, meanwhile, um, Jerome Tang earlier today also talking about. 
I wouldn't call it the frustrations, but you know, no, maybe that is a fair word. You know, fan response to the whole Naquan Tomlin being dismissed from the team seems like everybody now versus the president, Richard Linton, because the word is that it was Linton at the end of the day that was the one holding back Naquan Tomlin from playing and then ends up getting dismissed from the team. And then we got multiple press releases. It was bad PR. It has been a mess. I mean, Waters have certainly, I won't say calm, because we have not got past Sunday yet. Because, you know, personally, I, I know what I have to do to lead off my duties at Bramlage on Sunday. It is to give a shout-out to a particular president of Kansas State University. Um, and he got booed at the women's basketball game, I believe, you know, it, it was right after that all took place. So I, they're not calm, I think, by any means yet. And we have fear that, and I certainly do, I can't speak for the other guys here, but that Jerome Tang might be considering leaving K-State. It's in the back of our minds. There's nothing that points at that, yes, he is absolutely going to do it. You should freak out. Things are getting bad. Um, but Jerome Tang did address that part of the story with uh, – you know, what feels like a fractured relationship between K-State men's basketball and President Richard Linton. I was an assistant for 19 years and always wanted to be a head coach, right? And that, that's, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to, wanted to be a head coach. And, but um, the opportunity never came about. And, uh, the, and that, that was, I believe, God's hand was on that, right, for the right time. And when God said, this is the time, I moved. And if uh, my situation here, uh, when God says it's time to move, I'm going to move. Nobody's going to run me away. No situation's going to, you know, scare me. I I know I'm called to be here for this moment and this time. And, like, once again, uh, if, if for some reason the Lord says, you know, I'm moving you somewhere else, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean to another school, it could be, stop coaching. I'm okay with that. Whatever God has for me, that that's what I'm all about. So, um, you know, happy, unhappy, that stuff, like I, I think those are words. You know, there's a joy in my soul for what I do and, and being around these young men, and, and that's what I hope that, that people see and people understand. So, Coach, drawing a comparison to the decision-making into even coming to K-State, comparing that to what his future holds. And that is the decision is in the Lord's hands. That is what he said for the most part. You know, mm-hmm. that's the way I consider the words of Jerome Tang to what all that meant. And that is that God led him to K-State. God will lead him somewhere else when the time comes. So, and I will say, you know, with that being said, that has not changed how I speculate this situation. Sure. I still lean in one way, and that is that I'm not, like, in my mind fully convinced he's gone or anything. I just have that worry, and it's going to stick with me for, you know, until something happens. Hi. Have you met us? We're K-State fans. Yeah. (laughs) Part of the game, unfortunately. But the thing, that's not not who I am, though. I'm not a person that is a negative thinker. Like, I have really changed over the years. Like, I used to be the crazy fan that consistently yelled at the television when one little thing would go wrong because I wanted K-State to win so badly. Over the years, I have 
calm down extremely to the point where I don't even if I'm at a game as a fan, which is very rare right. that happens, I barely cheer. I I've just been groomed as a member of the media that okay, you know, and I and I understand the games more, right? I understand the game of football and what it takes as a coach to plan all that out and how things can change quickly. You know, we've gone through so many experiences of heartbreak and also triumph in many different ways and how games have unfolded that I keep my cool. And certainly don't express a lot of the times pretty harsh feelings when I'm not feeling good about things on social media. I don't go that route anymore. Compared to what I was as a previous Mitch, the Ford Fortner, (laughs) I'm a pretty calm dude. I don't speculate with worry. You know, I try to think things as what's the positive Mm -hmm. or put my, you know, instead of like just immediately thinking somebody is a bad person because he may have done this or that. I try to put myself in their shoes. Let's think from their perspective, how this person, what in their position might handle these things. I'm not the type of person that thinks automatically, oh crap, this is melting down. This is really bad. We're, this is going to hell. Things are on fire. Mm -hmm. This is never going to, we're never going to recover. This is horrible. I, I just don't go that far. But I've now gravitated towards that thinking, even though there's not a ton of evidence, but having an educated guess of what the relationship is, it doesn't seem crazy to think it could go that far. Yeah, and I think that's where – I think you just explained exactly where your thought process was. I think you put yourself in Jerome Tank's shoes, and it's on the table for you at that point, right? And that's where the worry stems from, unfortunately. You know, I think back to the first real heartbreak that I felt in terms of being a K-State student in athletics in this campus. Lon Kruger leaving for Florida. Can I get a year stamp on that for me? Uh, That would be 1990. The year I was born. My my freshman year. Uh, Eight years before I was born. (laughs) Sorry, I had to. And, and, you know, I get... It, it it it's that feeling that fans have that everything bad happens to us. Well, yeah, and it feels like we do it to ourselves, right? You know, like we shoot ourselves in the foot. We make our own bad decisions. We have our own fights. We are the creators of our own demise. And it feels like this could have been handled way better. Definitely at least a little better. All the way around, man. All the way around. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're not done talking K-State hoops because I've been wanting to get to this for a while. Been doing my research. Been mixing the potions. I took a little bit of a sip myself because if you know me, I got to take the edge off. Clickety clack, 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 clack. There's been a lot of worries the last couple of weeks. Um, We've crunched the numbers. Mitch Palm gives a prediction on K-State Nebraska Sunday. That's next. It is a Friday edition of the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, and Owen Burke. DG had to bounce as apparently his basement is flooding. The mob's after him. Well, luckily, yes. That's what it is. Shout out to the Sopranos uh, episode in like season five or something like that. That's exactly where my (laughs) mind went after we talked about the mob is impacting the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders games. Uh, Let's take care of some housekeeping stuff here real quick, Troy. Um, The Royals... 
have signed another pitcher. What a week. What a week. Michael Waka, the right-hander, former Cardinal, now former Padre, so second guy off the Padres rotation that's coming to Kansas City as a free agent. Two years, 32 mil. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is what you're looking at as a potential starting five in the rotation next year for the Royals. Cole Reagans, who of course lit up everything when he came over in the Araldus Chapman trade from Texas. Seth Lugo, who they just signed this week from the Padres. Michael Waka, Brady Singer, and yes, uh, they still has Jordan Lyles that could limp out there. Man, I was so upset when Jordan Lyles struggled last year coming over from Baltimore. He had a really good year that last year in Baltimore before he landed in KC. The it, problem is, is I saw that struggle in Denver when he was a Rocky, so um, it didn't surprise me all that much. Fair. Owen, you're you're a baseball guy. I I'm I've just gotten into baseball in the last year and a half, two years. I'm an okay. Orioles fan. I just that's right. To that's right. Yeah. Go with the city. Good young team. Here's the other deal that was made today, and that is Hunter Renfro, the outfielder, is coming over on a two-year, $13 million deal. So that gives you a corner outfielder and frees up some things. You noted earlier, in fact, and and we didn't even talk about it, but uh, with that move, they have unloaded Edward Olivares. Mm -hmm. And the point then is that on the 40-man roster, that gives them the slot for uh, reliever Chris Stratton, who they signed to a two-year, $8 million deal. So very active in free agency coming off of the winter meetings. Okay, so let, let's let's talk about this briefly. We got a pretty a different-looking rotation. A very different-looking rotation. You're not going to be counting on Lynch, Zerpa, <laughs> Lyles, and Singer, essentially. Some painful names in there. Exactly. Just a couple. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the other day, Greinke said that he wants to pitch. But right now, it doesn't appear that the Royals are making any move whatsoever to bring him back. Because he's on the market as a free agent. How old is he now? 40. Yeah, I was like 39, 40. I think you could find a spot, even if, like... But it's going to have to be for the right. And, and, yeah. and given right now what they are, what they have put out, you know, Will Smith's one-year $5 million, Garrett Hampson, a year, $2 million as a guy that can come off the bench and play multiple positions for you. Just in general, they have actually put uh, together some money here in, the, in this stretch that I think is surprising everybody. 
Yeah, that, I saw him that's sign a, somebody, and I was like, that's let's a, go. Yeah. There's actually, you can tell that there's an intent to be a factor in the division next year. Which All right. A, isn't a high bar to hit as of late. No. Not a, not, not a high no, bar to hit. No, but not in the AL Central. I no. like Lugo a lot. I like Renfro mm-hmm. a lot. If Lugo can stop giving up home runs, you've got probably your frontline starter right there. And look, this is not breaking news. I am a, I'm a bandwagon Royals fan. When when they're good, I'm ready to root for them. When they're <laughs> bad, I couldn't care less about. Yeah, how when they're it's, bad, you sprain your going. ankle getting off that thing. Yes. I got you. Yeah. Uh, so let me know when you're feeling like okay, maybe this could be a okay. uh, third best, you know, <laughs> AL Central team. I'll always be happy with because like my friends get happy. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like my guys yeah. are actually excited about baseball again because the Royals are doing stuff. I'm all for it. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. If the Royals can get like a two game winning streak somewhere in the first four games, I'm like, okay, now we're right. This, this is this team is for real. Right. It, it's th- okay. Uh, one uh, other clip from Kleiman we didn't get to play earlier that I wanted to squeeze in here. Um, hey, Connor Riley is going to be the um, the interim OC, the offensive coordinator for this bowl game against NC State. This is going to be an audition for potentially him getting the full-time job like it was for Colin Klein two years ago. Avery Johnson is your starting quarterback. He is for the foreseeable future. Jacob Knuth got the waiver. He will be the backup. What is Coach excited about the most about Avery playing his first full game as a cat? Probably the preparation. And it's interesting. You know, like, well, what about the game, Coach? No, the preparation where you're the guy and we get to go through all the things that you like. You know, what, what things in the, in the pass game do you like? What things in, in the run game do you like? And let him have some say and let him see, see the game and say, well, this concept, I, this kid is a sponge and he loves watching football. The kid is a junkie. And that's what's going to make him really, really special here. Okay, so I get all that. I, I think if you're going to ask your, 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 your average K-State fan, that's probably not their mm-hmm. answer. Um, but I totally get that. I mean, you're, you're once again, you're prepping now with a true freshman quarterback who will look on the other side of the offensive line or the, uh, the, the line of scrimmage, and he's going to see the <laughs> Chuck Bednarik Award winner, <laughs> a.k.a. the best defensive player in the nation. On the good side, he's not going to go Gunner Gundy on us. He's no, not going no. to be well, shaking coach, with you know, the co- camera on him. Coach said at the end of that question, he's like, yes. Avery's not going to be gun shy. This is not too big of a stage for him. He can easily handle this. But listen, we are we are forgetting the headline here, and I have not heard this mention yet. And K State take full advantage of this. But Sunshine is playing in the Sunshine State. Oh boy, how about it? This is uh, this is a home game. Oh boy, but it is for Avery Johnson. Forget about Mays, Kansas. I mean, there's literally a state named after him. Yep. He's going to fit right in. You get down there on the beach. You're not going to be able to tell him Oh, man. All right, prediction time, guys. Prediction time. Cats, Cornhuskers. Renew its basketball rivalry Sunday in Bramlage. Let's do it. <laughs> Here's Mitch Ball with tonight's prediction. All right, Cats are 8-2 Nebraska. 8-2, 2 o'clock Bramlage on uh, Sunday. Pre-game will start at 1 here on K-Man. Huskers coming off 
A win over Michigan State, 77-70, after losing two straight to a top-10 Creighton team who just lost to UNLV, uh, and also losing at Minnesota. And uh, Nebraska was trailing in that game at the half, 34-31. They came back for the victory. Juwan Gary with 20 points in the game. Cats beat Nebraska last year. That was in Kansas City, 71-56. K-State did a good job guarding the three-point line in that game. Meanwhile... Last game in Manhattan was February 2nd of 2011 in Bramlage. Cats won 69-53. Heading into this game, K-State has won seven straight against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And guess what? K-State leads the all-time series 129-93. Big advantage for K-State right out of the gate. All right, there's an... uh, decent amount of uh, things that do stand out to me about Nebraska. Um, first of all, I got to start with a player in rink mass. He's a 6'10 big. Um, you know, this could be a, a pretty interesting matchup if it is David Gasson against him, if they're one-on-one. Will McNair's going to guard him. What will be interesting, though, is if it is David Gasson. Because if it is those two one-on-one, interesting nugget here that they both played for the Dutch Dutch. Mm -hmm. national team in the Olympic qualifying tournament. Now, from what I understand, Gasson was much better than Rinkmast, but they're both from the Netherlands. We have Dutch representation on both teams. Mm -hmm. The thing is, though, they're both rebounding machines. Rink is not great when it comes to a field goal percentage. He's a big that shoots 44%, but... He does try to have range. He's deadly from anywhere really inside the arc. As a passer, as a post-up and score, he will rebound. He'll grab those offensive boards. He's averaging nine rebounds a game, averaging eight points a contest, but just 44% from the floor. But he can play inside. He can play inside. So it is a David Gassani. If he's on him, he's going to have his hands full. That's not going to be any – he's an athletic guy. He really is, but so is David. Would like to see David score a few more points. If he goes to the line, let's knock down those free throws. But here's an interesting nugget about Rink Mast. And that is he is one of two players currently in a Power 5 conference that averages at least, and I messed up on the points here, he's averaging at least 10, 9 rebounds and 3 assists a game. The other player in the nation at a Power 5 school that has those numbers, Kyle Filipowski. Duke, as in a really good player on a very good team. I think Duke's pretty good this year. I'm not exactly sure, honestly. Have not watched much Duke basketball this year. All right, a couple more things about Nebraska that does stand out to me. It's really a lot of team stuff. Nebraska leads the Big Ten and ranks seventh in the nation in fewest fouls per game. They don't foul much. 13 a game. that's, That's not much. Not much. Um, also, Nebraska only turns it over 10 and a half times a game, 51st in the nation. Now, what also I think plays a benefit to K-State is that Nebraska also doesn't force many turnovers. It's a little under 11. It's actually very close to what they turn it over. So they don't turn it over much, but they also don't force too many turnovers. And what does Coach Tang really want to see? He wants to see... His team cut down on the turnovers. And I said that the other day. I was like, I really want to see this team 
cut it out with the turnovers. It's been a few too many. So let's drop the number. And I think K-State is in pretty good hands. Some other players that stand out to me, Juwan Gary is actually, he might be my favorite player on Nebraska's team. He averages 15 points. He shoots 59% from the floor. He is 35% from three-point range, so not too bad. Senior, Keisei Tominaga is an interesting factor here. He could not hit a three to save his life half of the year last year. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he was just lights out. He is cold. He's hot. Can Cats keep him cold and protect the three-point line? Tominaga can knock it down. He could be a three-point specialist, but it depends if he decides to have a hot day or not. It's one of the areas that Coach alluded to that they need to be better and consistent in defending the three-point line. And he's averaging 14 points a game, shoots 36% from three-point range. Bryce Williams is another uh, player that's uh, of interest here. 14 points a game, shoots 46% from the floor. And then I mentioned Rink Mast as well. And another nugget about Nebraska is that they are one of the better teams in the country in making the three. It's about nine per game. So it is going to be important for K-State to protect the three-point line. And, of course, Coach wants to see more consistency with that as well. But moving on, you know I can't make a prediction in non-con play without looking at famous alumni for Nebraska. I did this last year. I changed it up a little bit this year. One that is back is Warren Buffett. I got to bring him up. He's one of the richest people in the world. I mean, you want to you, if you want to start out hot if you're Nebraska in this prediction process, you want Warren Buffett to be at the top of the list. I mean, he's chairman and CEO of Berkshire Hathaway. He has his money, you know, he has himself invested, no pun intended, in a lot of major companies and Dairy Queen. You didn't know that? I, I knew that. Okay. But are you trying to you trying to downplay Dairy Queen? <laughs> trying to say they're not a Listen, major company? Year-round. What's the beef? It's not going to be hard to talk me into go get in the blizzard. No, I'm with you there. It just... The only thing that ever stops me is a lack of a drive through Okay. Let me put it this way. Burlington, Northern Santa Fe, Dairy Queen. Which one are you going to call the bigger company? I mean, I like Dairy Queen. I'm just which saying. One's, which food, one sells ice cream? The food's underrated. Okay. One put me through college. One has helped me balloon to my way. And you weight. can go like what is it the next day and get buy go buy the leftover ice cream from the oh. machine. They box it up or whatever. I mean, it's good stuff. The food oh. is extremely underrated. All right, our next. Uh, sorry to cut you off there. <laughs> no, uh, next uh, famous alumni is Johnny Carson. Oh, and from a look on his face, he's only what twenty two. Uh huh. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Johnny Carson, former host of The Tonight Show, he was before my time, but man, was he a maker of comedians. Yes, he was. He was the one that brought him on the show, and if you got called over to the couch, uh -huh. you, you were made a made man at that point. Who was the famous comedian that got the call over and didn't even notice and walked off stage? Oh. It was, was it David Spade? I think something. I mean, David Spade obviously made a career out of himself, but... Right. Missed an opportunity there. Um, and then finally, you know, I always got to start from good and just kind of work my way down. Last famous alumni, we got to get a sports one in there. There's a lot of options. But you know I had to go with my old friend, Scott Frost. Two-time national champion as a player, then became a head coach, and then... 
He found his way back to Nebraska as a head coach. He was consistently a at least a dishonorable mention. Ever since he made the comment about hoodies <laughs> and his player warming up and players warming up in hoodies and how real men don't wear hoodies. I'm not gonna wear a hoodie. Guess what? He always wore hoodies. Yeah. He mm-hmm. always wore them. Listen, he, he coached forty seven games at Nebraska. Twenty two losses were by one score. Forty seven games and he lost twenty two games by one score. All right. More keys to this game. I, like I said earlier, K-State needs to contest the three-point line. Nebraska's going to shoot them. They don't do a bad job at hitting them. But they've played a soft schedule up until these last three games where they jumped into briefly Big Ten play against, uh, against uh, Minnesota and Michigan State, but also played Creighton, who's a top-ten team, and they're not the best team in the world, but they're pretty good. I mean, they just lost to UNLV. They're vulnerable. But... Crane did a decent job at protecting the three-point line, and Nebraska was 2 of 22 from three-point range. Keep keep the big man from the Netherlands for Nebraska off the boards. Box him out. He'll go after offensive boards. They're averaging, I believe, 14 a game. They do a pretty good job at that. Keep him off the boards. Go get the rebounds. Win the rebounding margin. That'll be big on Sunday. And also... K-State is going to be the more athletic team. Beat them one-on-one with your five-out offense. Be the faster team and get in the paint. Nebraska against the weaker opponents has been good defensively against the two at 45%. But once the competition picked up, much different, 55% defensively against the two against Michigan State, Minnesota, and Creighton. That's a rough number. If that was their season average, they would be bottom 30 in the nation. And this is going to be tough for competition. This is going to be in the octagon of doom. Fans, if there's GA tickets left and you don't have yourself a ticket, go get one because this is a big game in Bramwich Coliseum Sunday at 2 o'clock. Ken Palm says K-State's 67% chance of winning, 77-72. Mitch Palm goes... K-State has an 81% chance. We're going to bump this thing up. 81%. Check that. 83% chance of the Cats beating Nebraska for the eighth consecutive time. And I have the Cats winning 79-65. Bramlage Coliseum. That's what I'm talking about. Owen, you going? Uh, You know, I think I'm going to be stuck at work. But I'll tell you what, if I get out early enough, I'll be there. That's a dumb question. I'll send you, you some text. I'll give you some updates. There you go. All right. We take a break. When we come back, hey, uh, let's let's have a little fun as we wrap up the week. Blindly ranked fly, five next. All right. So I set up this blindly ranked five game for DG. He's usually the one that gets to play. He can consult with anybody. Anybody can give their input. But he's the one that will rank one through five. So if you've never heard, you've never played blindly ranked five, I give every, I give our contestant who's going to be Troy today a category, and then I'm going to give him something to rank one at a time. As he's ranking, he doesn't know what's coming next. So he has to anticipate what might be coming and a rank accordingly, in his opinion. I stole this from a TikTok. I think it's a lot of fun. I'm going to bounce off of a famous alumni we had just moments ago for Nebraska. We're going to blindly rank five companies Warren Buffett is invested in. 
This is a perfect one for Troy. I love this. Well done. Well done. So we might as well start with the one you certainly know about, and you just brought it up. Number one, and again, you can rank it one through five. Okay. Either you think is great or from you know from sure. best to worst or whatever, you know. Um, so you rank them however you want. Dairy Queen. Two. That's a, a surprisingly high ranking after all the smack you were talking just now. Well, and again, this is going to be funny how this all wraps up because there's one in there that Troy is, is – might as well just leave it. I don't know. We'll, we'll get to it later. But he knows excited. what's coming if he knows Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. Why number two, though? Well, I am a fan of Dairy Queen in general. I just was. You just tried burying it two seconds no, ago. No, I was not burying it. I was <laughs> mocking the fact that it is just in general. I mean, Dairy Queen. It's not Dairy Queen's been around a long the, time. It it's is just successful. Not the same it is level a as major company. It's done. It's be, done a great job of sticking around for such a long. It's one of the oldest fast food restaurants yes. in America. Yes, but it is in terms of money nowhere near the major company aspect of other places. Did Dairy Queen start? Minnesota. No, like the year. Oh. When I dear I wanna say the forties. Like it was before it was before McDonald's. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So it wasn't Minnesota. It was Illinois. June 22nd, 1940. Okay. The first Dairy Queen opened. All right. So Dairy Queen at two. Next, Apple. Wow. Warren Buffett is a major investor or stockholder in Apple. I hate the closed system. That's my flaw with Apple. Four. Ooh. You know, I've become an Apple guy. I years four years ago, five years ago, I switched to an Apple phone. And I love it. I, I love it way more than an Android. Yep. I'm the same way. And I appara- always have been. And apparently the kids these days will shame you if you have an Android. Yep. It is. Uh, it is. If you're the, the guy that's causing the green chats, <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at it one right now. Um, no, but by the way, you are correct. Dairy Queen did open 15 years before the first McDonald's did. Okay. So Dairy Queen 2, Apple 5. Four. Ne- four. Or four, rather. Next is Kraft Heinz. I don't know. I don't know when they merged, or if they, they've always been together. But we're no, talking it's Kraft it's, Singles and Heinz Ketchup. Yeah, it's only been in the last decade that they merged. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to place that at three, hmm. just to hedge my bets. As much as I love Heinz Ketchup. All right, I know this next one. You're going to really want to put it number one. Fruit of the Loom. Five. Who oh boy. Bring back the uh, fruit actors, by the way. I agree with that. Great commercial. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Troy is obviously a Haynes guy then. Not necessarily. Boxer briefs? Boxers briefs? Put them at five. Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Yes. Great. Another great change that was made by myself back in the day from briefs to boxer briefs. Mm Mm-hmm. 
See, better. I was the other way. way I better. went from boxers to boxer briefs. Yeah. Hmm. Game changer. Yeah. Box, boxers, I mean, why wear a pillowcase? Last one, again, you have uh, at two Dairy Queen, three is um, Kraft Heinz, four Apple, and five Fruit of the Loom. I'm going to pay a price for hedging my bet, aren't I? You know exactly. I figured you knew exactly what was coming. Oh. And I I didn't change the order. This was going to be my last one, no doubt about it. Coca-Cola. Oh, well, hell. I mean, Troy Coverdale (laughs) is the biggest addict of Diet Coke I've ever met. You are a smart man to leave that one spot open. I I'm, I I need to forward you. USA Today, a number of years back, did a whole story on those of us who are addicted to it. To the point that they were talking about all the contract writers that musicians and actors have regarding their Diet Coke. Remind me at the end of the show, I'm going to get on Robin Hood and invest in Coke, Dairy Queen, uh, Kraft Heinz Apple, and, <laughs> and Fruit of the Loom so I can play ball. Mm-hmm. Like Warren Buffett, who's by the way now 93 years old. All right, it's time for the end of the show. We got a couple of minutes left. There it is. Okay. We can officially start Ask Us Anything. Owen is going to have his first ever question read on Ask Us Anything right here, right now. Floor is yours. I need to know your guys' most memorable sports moment. Could be live, could be listening on the radio, could be watching on TV. Give it to me. Oh, and that is a very day one question. Is it? It's very fitting, yes. No, it's, I mean, I'm not Perfect saying it's a bad me. question. I just think, yeah. I mean, when you're a sports guy and you're making your debut, you're, you're new on the show, you got to talk about these memories. 100%, yeah. I can't ask a non-sports question. Calling the final of a conference championship that put a team into the NCAA tournament. Having been with the program since it was transitioning from Division II to Division I and all the way through to that point of making the tournament, that that was That's that pretty was sick. pretty sweet. So I, I, I'll give you two. I'm going to give you one. I, I, they, I've seen them in person. One from a unscripted sport and another <laughs> from a scripted sport. Unscripted was no doubt about it. Um, being there for Manhattan High football, winning the state no. championship. I also mix that in as well with the Manhattan girls winning state over Derby. Um, gosh, that was what six years ago now. Scott Mall got his cha- uh, state championship from the scripted world of sports. I was there in person when the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak came to an end. That's crazy. Oh. And witnessing a s- just stunned, shocked. Um, Mercedes-Benz Stadium? I think is it, it was. Is um, I can't even imagine. But yeah, it was crazy. What's yours? Mine is the, the Iron Bowl in 2013, the kick six. Uh, my uncle's a huge Auburn fan. You were there for that? No, we weren't there. We oh. weren't there. Oh, I can't even imagine being in the building. I apologize to set us up for that. I we're coming back. what you're doing. No, Derby played a state title game that day, so we're driving back. And um, driving back in... We're pulling into my grandparents' driveway to pick up my cousin as the play is happening. My <laughs> uncle jumps out of the car, doesn't put it in park, runs inside, screams at my grandfather at 9.30 to turn the game on, and we got to watch the replay. One of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. I was actually sitting in that very chair watching that TV right over there, watching it live. All right, we got to go. That's the show. That's the uh, last show of the week. We're back on Monday for Wildcat Insider for Owen, Troy, and Mitch. Go Cats.